welcome to Chins and Tits with Brian Malika. I'm uh, Brian Malika, Chins, Tits, let's move forward. Um, no, of course, this is the Awkward Silence program. Yes! yes. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure there's thousands of you uh, live right now. Feel free to ask us questions in the live chat. Uh, you can always email me, awkward, at VegasVideoNetwork.com. And uh, YouTube. No, we're not on YouTube. What no, are we on? We're on iTunes. iTunes. So much better than YouTube. Yes. And uh, uh, get the audio-only version. I'm, I'm giddy because Brant Tobler's back. It's been I'm two weeks. good to be back. It's good to be back. Well, you make me all nervous. You're shaving. I miss. I had to clean it up. But uh, it's very good to be back. I love doing the show. And uh, the shows were great. Both of them I watched were great. Oh, thanks, man. Well, we, we miss you when you're not here. Although I feel like we got a different Brant Tobler. It's like fucking bizarro Tobler. Um, first of all, you were here like 15 minutes before the show started. <laughs> we can start there. Uh, you're, uh, you, you, you're talking about how you would gladly trade places with me because uh, it's so boring spending 21 hours with porn stars when you could just have a wife and kid at home. That's so much better. That's uh, true. And then between the two of us, you're the one that broke the chair today. Yeah. Uh, I broke the chair before we, that's why we started late. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I just leaned back and I'm, I'm just fat. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for making me feel better. We don't need a graphic on it. I'm, I'll just tell you. I'm just <laughs> going to be consistently fat every week. Let's, so. my, my graphic will be, what did Brant break this week? <laughs> Can we do that? I have a great theme song, by the way. What did Brant What um, did Brant break? I love when we do stuff that no one can appreciate. So look, uh, whole show. since we're talking about fatness, let's just get that out of yeah, the way. Yeah, let's do it. Because I want to catch up with you. Let's do a fit or fat update. Uh, there it is. There's oh, the graphic. Wow. There you go. And uh, so we didn't do one last week, which is actually, it works out. I had uh, broken even last week. I didn't do anything. And uh, it's not worth doing because there's no good sound effect yeah, for that. Yeah, there's no even effect. It's like an ap apathetic cougar or, a, or like a cow and a cougar having a beer together or something like that. It was just, it didn't work <laughs> out. So we're going to do it today. Uh, three pounds down, motherfucker. Yes. How about that? Yeah. There we go. Look at him. He looks good. Waste, <laughs> wasting away. Oh, Give us that again. One more time. We? Wow. I uh, love it. I am, I am sleek you look like a great cougar. in that picture. Right? I know. Still, chins and tits, though. Never go yeah, anywhere. True. Um, I, uh, so, yeah, so that's, uh, that's what happened with me. How did you lose it? I'm pounds? glad you asked. First of all, haircut. Um, <laughs> I carry a lot of hair weight. Always have. No, I don't know. I, I do. Uh, my, my strategy is flawed. It's don't eat uh, dinner on Wednesday nights and hope that's enough when I wake oh. up Thursday morning and weigh in to do something. Uh, you actually have like an all-out regime. You were just talking about deals. You're making deals with yourself. I was, because I've been in LA a lot lately and everyone's skinny. So I'd been doing this workout thing, but I said I was gonna do it every day until I leave, and then today I decided not to. <laughs> I decided to go to a hotel and drink with my friends at noon. So. It was going good for three days. I'm really sore, actually. I've been yeah, I, I saw when you did that. You did this move. Like, I've been working out. I'm like, no, really, Tobler? You're going to do that I move? Do, I do this workout where I leave my house, and then uh, it's seven <laughs> miles, and I do push-ups and sit-ups and sprint part of it and walk. And, uh, out I, in the middle of the road? No, along the railroad tracks behind my house and then around Sunset Park. You do sit-ups on the railroad tracks? No, no, in the grass. It's, it's, a, it's a long, it's a workout. Like, when I leave my house, there's eight different, or seven or eight different spots where I do 30, sit-ups and 10 push-ups. Are these officially sanctioned spots or do you just... No, I just, I've created just these where there's nice grass. <laughs> there's like, so, it's a good workout. It's like some kind of fucking homeless circuit training that you're doing. It, is, it really is, because it is along the railroad tracks <laughs> and I walk, a, I balance beam on the railroad tracks for a mile because my trainer said that's good for like my core. And I do all this weird shit because I don't like to is go to the Is the trainer gym. like some sort of hobo no, no, that you no. meet along the way? <laughs> no, it's like a really good trainer, but I do see weird shit along the Not way. Not good enough to go have a gym or anything. No, I had uh, a he's, gym. He's so good, he's like, go by the tracks, that's my office. I uh, had a gym, but the gym that I went to out here had a bar in it. <laughs> and only in Vegas, no bullshit. Uh, it's called video Club poker. Sport. And no, no video poker, but it yeah. had a bar upstairs and really good food. So I would go to the gym and work out. And then I would just go, like I had a basketball game last night. I went and played, yeah. got a good run in. And then I went upstairs and had like five beers. Yeah, that, that does sound, yeah, I know, it's that does sound shitty. Did we have a question? Well, kind of. Oh. But I decided 
they, they, Ace wanted to know if you had AIDS, and that's why you're losing weight. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I thought that wasn't very nice. I said, screw it, I'm turning off the light. You know what, I'm probably the only person you could say that to that would take it as a compliment. Really? <laughs> I look like I have AIDS? Thank you, Ace. Uh, no, I don't, thanks. I know. <laughs> Not for lack of trying, Ace, but I don't. Um, I don't know. Now I feel like the whole thing got like weirdly derailed. No, it's not good. to make fun it's of your good workout. Good that you don't have AIDS. No, my workout is a little weird, but I like it. But uh, I got to stay on it. I'm gonna start back up tomorrow. <laughs> Stop stretching on the show. I'm uh, sore. My shoulder hurts. I can tell. Uh, maybe that's what uh, it was. Your bulging fucking traps busted the chair. But behind I tell you what, you. weird shit happens when I'm walking on the railroad tracks. Always. <laughs> like one time I was just walking, and then there was like this homeless-looking dude, and then he was like. And I was walking, and he just goes, hey, man, you seen Shelly? I'm like, no, man. And then one other time, I was walking home. <laughs> That's the story. That was my it. My mistake, OK. But then another, it was still weird, but then another time, I was walking home, and it was dark, and I, uh, I bought one of those lights, like the oh. miners wear on their head, just so I could see. And it was like right, it's kind of like back off the railroad tracks. And there was, I was walking, I was listening to a podcast, and I looked up, and there's a dude digging a hole over <laughs> oh, by this wall. Right. And I called the police, and I was like, hey. But I didn't know what to say, but I was like, hey, I don't know what this guy's doing, but there's a guy in a weird, dark spot behind the railroad tracks digging a hole. You guys should probably go over there and see what happened. But yeah. I don't know whatever happened, but I really think he was, it's, it's creepy. It is creepy. You know what my favorite <laughs> part of the story is? The guy who asked you uh, if you knew Shelly, I'm pretty sure he thought you were homeless. Yeah, yeah. I think that's he my did favorite too. part that's, of the story. That's why I was like, why would I know Shelly? And then I was just like, just keep moving. <laughs> you know what? I'm shaving. And yeah, then I shaved. And, and that's how I, this happened. Now I look like a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about what you've been up to the past two weeks, man. We've missed you. Where have you been? Um, where was I? I was in LA, I guess, uh, both weeks. I think so. Yeah, I think I, I was in LA, I guess. What happened? What's been going on? I know last I'm trying to think where I was two weeks ago when it was who? Oh, Kevin? Oh, yeah. that's my car broke. Oh, oh my yeah. car really did break, man. Just driving right up the side of the road, just, just yeah. uh, stopped. And then, uh, so I, I had a bunch of, I have a crazy car, too, that I'm going to have to get rid of it. But I, I literally have a car. I tell a joke about it, but it's a true story that a girl got mad at me and carved cheater in the side of my car. Right. And right. then, and it gets a lot of laughs at the, at the like, stoplights and shit. But then... <laughs> On my two-year anniversary with my last girlfriend, I let her carve good boyfriend on the other side of the car. Oh, look so at you, Matt. Look at you with the yin and the yang. Yeah. So I love the car. It's been good to me. Did but the same girl carve both? No, Just out of no. curiosity? Two, two different girls. But uh, the, uh, it's gone now. The cheater mobile is what everyone called it. And it's mm. it rest in peace. So. Funny how that's what stuck and not the good boyfriend. The good, well, good boyfriend mobile is not as catchy. So <laughs> my car just died when I was uh, like 5 o'clock, so I couldn't come over here. So, right. And then last week I was in L.A. doing shows. Uh, it was cool. Went to I did a show in a bank vault, which was really cool. Like what? In this old bank vault in downtown uh, L.A. Just a really they, they turned it into like a club. It was awesome. Really good show. Then on Friday I went to... Uh, Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa Beach, which Legendary. is like the best yeah. club in the country. And uh, I didn't get to go on the show, but a lot of great comics like Gary Shandling just popped in, did 15 minutes, which was really cool, just hanging out in the green room. And then on Saturday, I went to the comedy store, and uh, Martin Lawrence was doing an hour, so it was packed. And then on late Saturday night, I did a show at this Westwood Brew Company. And I saw, for the first time in my life, I saw a comedian slap an audience member. What? Which was amazing. What, this this that, dude kept interrupting this comic, and he, he goes, he just, about halfway through his set, he goes, if you interrupt me, or he goes, when I'm done, I'm going to get off stage, I'm going to slap the shit out of your ass. And we were like, we thought it was just a joke, right? And then he got to his last joke, he goes, I'm going to tell one more joke. And if you interrupt my joke, I'm going to slap the shit out of your ass. He just kept saying that, right? So sure enough, about halfway through the joke, this little dude says something, and uh, you could tell the comic, he was like a crazy New York dude, and he just paused, but it was right before his punchline. He's like, I got to get these laughs. So he finished his punchline, and then he walks off stage, and he walks over to the Asian dude, this little Asian dude, and he goes like this. He goes, put your hand out to shake hands. And when he shook his hand with his right hand, he just bitch slapped him with his left hand <laughs> as hard as he Christ. could. And the whole the room just broke out into chaos. I was going to say, you got it. That, that's definitely a closing. Bit. So then Absolutely. the dude starts backing up, and he's like, if you want some more, I'll be outside. And then these other, it was right off UCLA campus, so it was a bunch of college kids. So these kids over here were like, oh, that was fucked up. That was a cheap shot. And everyone was kind of like trying to figure out what happened. And then all these dudes are like, let's go outside and get him. But then he was gone. Wow. <laughs> 
since you want to trade lives with me, let me just give you a little, <laughs> little dichotomy. While you were doing that, I was at bed at 9.30. That's good, Watching though. a Top Chef rerun. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, Sounds good. I would rather do that. I'm, you're, I you're literally. You slapping Asians, and that's me. I, would, I didn't do it, but I literally, uh, I want to change. I want to get married, have a kid. I like, I would trade lifestyles with you in a second. OK, well, I'll draw up the paperwork. We're going to um, do it. <laughs> For one week. <laughs> for one week, just for the show. You can tell your wife it's for the show. Brant will be staying here for a week, and I get to go do retarded stuff. Okay. I, if you need me, I will be being blown on a stage somewhere. It'll all be workout. Um, so, no, wow. it was good. Ellie's good. Everything, uh, everything's good. I mean, uh, a couple really big things hopefully will happen. What do you got in the works? Um, Let's jinx it. Yeah, I don't want to jinx it. Oh. I hate when people say that, but... Uh, I had a, a really famous comic saw my set, and he uh, came over to me afterwards and said, "Hey man, you're really you're ready for TV. Give me a four minute clean set. I'll take it to Ferguson." So that was great. And then I then think, you had to write a four minute clean set real yeah, quick. Yeah, and then, then, I, uh, then I called you and said, "Hey man, can I?" Have, <laughs> I will. I will uh, and uh, I, I'm hoping that I'll get to uh, That's awesome, man. auditions Congrats. for this. Uh, Do you want to say who it is? Or you'd prefer no, not to mention their name. He told me not to because then every comic will ask him. Because probably you know, a good idea. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie. I was asking because I wanted to come. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll, I'll do this, don't tell another comic, which right. I understand, because every comic of already course. has been like, who told you that? Can right. I go talk to him? I'm like, yeah. I, no, because I want to get it. <laughs> right. But then uh, I think I have a, this audition, hopefully for a Comedy Central thing, for this uh, Gabriel Iglesias uh, Presents, where he's going to pick like eight comics. Yeah. So I'm hoping that. So hope, hopefully this is good. You know, I'll never know. I don't want to even say it, because now it'll go to sh Next week I'll be like, fucking... <laughs> How'd that go? I'm like, I'm at the Four Queens fucking opening <laughs> for Todd Paul again. But, um, so things have been good. I mean, I love L.A. I, I made some good groundwork out there, so we'll see. I don't know. Still no, still no hard plans to make the move? Yeah, no, move is, uh, it'll probably be June 1st is what I'm shooting for. Oh, it might be May 1st, but it, my heart I'm hoping hurt. June 1st, honestly. So. All right. It, I'll be out of here soon, unfortunately. I mean, I'll come back, but right. I... Uh, <laughs> I gotta get out of here. I, I feel like this is the most awkward breakup ever. I got warrants. Because we got another 45 minutes to do, and I'm like, well, now what? Um, well, look, I'm, I'm happy for you, man. I think you're going to do you. really well. And, uh, but it and might not have. I was going to move 10 times, so who knows? Right. Well, and that's the glory about comedy. Yeah. Like, every comic wants, like, something sort of big to happen so bad that anytime you get, like, a glimmer, uh, yeah. you know, like, like, you can't help but, like, sort of, like, burst and, and tell people. And the fact of the matter is not just stand-up, but show business in general, 90% of everything just falls to shit. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm saying. Yeah. Everyone's like, I, that's why I don't even like to say it anymore, because everyone's like, well, you said you're going to move. I've said I was going to move like five times, so I might be doing this show in fucking January 2012, and you guys are like, oh, I thought he was going to move. And the, yeah. <laughs> we'll I may never segment. move. Who knows? We'll, we'll make it know? a regular yeah, segment. Yeah. I got a theme song. Grant, here and I. Uh, um, Welcome back <laughs> every week. <laughs> It'll yeah. be perfect. We'll figure it out. You're not. We're not letting you out. I'll uh, drive back every Thursday. <laughs> it'll be it'll be completely cost effective. Uh, well, that's exciting for you. Now, last week we were actually kind of talking about the the differences in in sort of audiences. Uh, you know, uh, I, I finally like sort of occurred to me the difference between sort of a, a New York and a Las Vegas audience to me. Uh, you've been working out in LA a lot. What do, what do you notice? What's what sort of is there anything different, or in your opinion, it's, it's just fucking crowds or crowds? I just, it wild. just depends on the room. Like who books the room? You know what I mean? Like the show. I did a show last night, all black people, and yeah. it's you have to do a whole different audience than what I did, like Westwood campus UCLA kids, which was mostly Asians. Right. Like even though people want to say we're the the demographic of the crowd is way di or like the difference between a UCLA crowd of young college Asians or what I did last night which was black ghetto gang which was rap and comedy which ended in like almost a shootout and the police coming and everything no bullshit I love how you have multiple stories that end like that Well that's I didn't choose I didn't it wasn't even it wasn't me it was after my set and, and uh sure. and then a, a big fight broke out on stage and then spilled in the parking lot and, and all that. But the difference, or doing Four Queens for a bunch of old people, right. free tickets. I mean, yeah, it's all different. Right. I agree. I don't think it's necessarily city. Not but, you guys. But yeah. <laughs> uh, this is uncomfortable. Uh, but, but okay, but your jokes are your jokes. You yeah, know, like, yeah. You know, that's the thing. So it's not like, okay, I understand that maybe you tweak a couple things. You know, maybe you have some material that you can pull, or, or maybe you can pull a little more energy, a little less energy. But it's not like you're like, okay, Asian set, time yeah, to brush no, this off. I no. mean, it's, your jokes are your jokes. 
You know what I figured? It, the only thing is I do it in a different order. Maybe my order's different as far as like, like if I have an all-black crowd, I'll come out and hit them with a black joke right off to let them know I'm not scared. Like, they'll go, oh, this yeah. motherfucker's funny. You know what I right. mean? Right. Oh, he's stupid. He's stupid, you know? <laughs> Where like if I do a show for like old people, if I come out with a black joke right off, they'll be like, oh my God, we used to have slaves. This is weird or whatever. <laughs> you know? Like, I think a lot of it's order. You have to figure out how to get, once you get them to like you, then you can tell your jokes. And, uh, you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you, the jokes I start a black show with, I would never start an old people show with. Right. And uh, I wouldn't, vice versa, you know what I mean? Like, I do a bingo joke in an all black room, they'd be like, you get boo. They'll boo your ass right <laughs> off stage. You know, I see them boo people off stage all the time. Like, yeah. in that, in a black room, you got to just come out swinging. Do you have a and what? I'd rather do a black room all the time. Yeah. Because they're they're more honest. Like they don't judge. Like white people have less white guilt or you just said edgy. That they boo you in five seconds. No, if you're if you're shitty. Right. So they'll judge if you're shitty. Yeah. After that. If you're good, if I do good, I mean, I, I I've done bad in interview room, but a black crowd is uh, <laughs> a black crowd is awesome because if if they like you, then they love you. You know what I mean? Or if they don't like you, they hate you. But I'm either, I'm good with that either way. Whereas like these old crowds, sometimes like they just don't. They they just. It's a different, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. It's a more, you don't get an old black crowd, really. If that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, you don't. I so mean, you don't have to worry you about, you know, your, your old material and your black material clashing because no, old because black people don't go anywhere. They hate comedy. There it is. <laughs> Lessons by Brant Tobler. I wrote a theme song. Uh, all right. What do you got, Scott? I got questions. In the theme of Welcome Back, Cotter, yeah. uh, when you say an old crowd, what do you mean? Well, not, like, just... The Vegas casino crowds, like on a Tuesday or Wednesday, if you go to Four Queens, they're mostly 50 and it's 40 people. No, it's 40 people in the crowd, and, and like 20, half of them are like 50. And, I mean, some of them are great audience members. But, no, but, but a lot of. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I mean, a lot of. A lot of old people can be great, and they love dirty jokes and are fun and like. I mean, but for, I'm the, for edgy, the short time yeah. that a 50-year-old's going to be alive, you mean? Like they could be great. <laughs> I mean, they just. <laughs> no, but I know. I or know. they don't. Or they don't get my references and shit like that. Like that's, how, that, that's, how, that's how about that? Like, yeah. if I'm doing Facebook jokes for 50-year-olds, they suck. That, that's not going to. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. Oh, Brad Tobler is my favorite. Well, do you think it does? I know what you're saying. A lot of 50-year-olds don't have Facebook. That's I mean, true. being oh my honest. God. That's true. What? Are you 50? Yeah. Is he 50? Jesus Christ, welcome to the bits. Absolutely. I didn't know. I thought you were younger. Yeah. Well, God bless you. Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is 40% of 50-year-olds have Facebook, 98% of 20-year-olds have Facebook. So a Facebook joke's better, right? you know? It's a math game. Yeah, so. I'm just gonna cry at my beer. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't know you were 50, I don't know. You're cool. <laughs> you're, no, but, but I've had 80-year-olds that are great audience members but you know, that, you know, I've I've learned that. Uh, honestly, there, there's times that I will go, especially downtown. Uh, well, I'll go into a room and uh, and and you just kind of look at it. And you're like, are you fucking serious? Because I think that we sort of have this idea uh, that like we thought of everything like dirty and sexual in the world. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but a, a lot of I mean, oh, on, they could be great. I've had, some of my favorite shows are with, but as a group, as a whole. Well, laughter, what you learn is laughter. There's also an energy involved. Yeah, laughter creates laughter. You know, you right. want, it builds and goes together, so. And they, they also, like, they also don't always have the same kind of laughter, what with the oxygen mask. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. Uh, what, uh, you know, 50-year-old shit. Uh, what, uh, we got a question, Scott? This is the worst show ever. Do you, do you think clubs uh, try to avoid the old 50-year-old guys and try to go after a young crowd. In other words, I'd, I'd say uh, for Queens, if they see a, an older crowd, are they like, oh, crap, this is going to be a rough night? Or do they even care? They got all the money. Though. I mean, That's... once they, they don't, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they would rather not have an old crowd, I don't think, because all they care about is selling drinks. That's where they make their money. So they want someone, they want a best of both worlds, like our headliner who can do both. I mean, 
some comics can do really clean and still. I mean, they are more care about selling seven dollar beers, honestly. So I think they'd rather have a younger crowd because of, you know, if my friends come, they'll they'll ten of my friends would out drink sixty fifty year olds. Right. <laughs> because they don't drink. Because a lot of them, like you know, I know. I mean, you get wasted at the shows and argue. <laughs> but but like. <laughs> So I this think is they, my favorite. <laughs> don't oh, here we go. Someone's got no. Don't. Oh, do I don't want to. How dare you? How dare you mess with the town? See, they're irrational. Get back in, <laughs> get back in your power chair and off the stage. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, let, let me before you say and another thing. Let me ask you a different question. Uh, you, you talked about being in LA and and some of the bigger names. You know, Shanley popping in and Martin Lawrence. Uh, that's a that's a reality of of working in in a big city in in LA. You know, you know, there's going to be a time where they're like, you want a spot? All right, you can do 11 o'clock after Martin Lawrence annihilates the room. Yeah. Um. In in your mind, is that like is well, that scary to you? No. Or you love well, it? But that's what I. That's the thing. Being in LA, I'm like, it motivated me. Where it doesn't motivate me here is like, because I've been there. Like my friend last night, Bill Burgess came in and did like 30 in front of him. He had to follow him. Right. Like you you know that any show you go to. Someone could just pop in and and be a, your hero could pop in. Whoever your favorite comic can come in in L.A. and go up right before you, and you got to right. follow it. And right. and everyone out there was a lot more. Everyone out there has a different mindset of someone important's always in the audience. You know what right. I mean? So that's what I picked up from L.A. It made me more like it, out here. I don't do shit, but look at porn and drink in the day. But sure. when I was in L.A., I was at a coffee shop writing. Just wait till we switch lives, yeah. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was literally writing every day because you go to these shows and you're like, I got to step my game up because right. you never know who's gonna walk. If 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 Gary Shanley walks in, I can't come with this bullshit material. I gotta get right. you know. Or if there's executives there, you know, that right. was what really excited me about it. Was like I I felt like and plus the hottest girls I've ever seen at every. I mean, there's ten LA tens at every show. You're like. I gotta get funnier. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, I've always said this because a lot of comics they, they get freaked out. Oh, I don't know if I can follow this person. I don't know. If, if, for me, I would rather follow a funny person than someone who just ate shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the, you already got people laughing. Like I've said it before. You know, just the way the, the room structured. Like you know, I've opened for you a, a bunch of times. You've also opened for me a couple of times. You know, just sort yeah. of the way way it works. Uh, I, I happen to think you're a better comic than me, but I'd much rather follow you than maybe someone who's who's newer and still figuring it out. Because I know you're going to go up, you're going to get people laughing, and they're already in a good mood when I get up there. Uh, so this idea that oh you don't want to follow somebody who's too good, I think is bullshit. Yeah. It, you know, if if you're scared about yourself as a comic, that's your shit. But don't take it out on somebody else for being funny. You know? No, what I mean? I, yeah. I agree. I mean, it'd probably be nervous if I if Louis C.K. went up right before me, but then it's like. You get to a point, you got to man up. Like, what are you going to do? Go, I don't want to go up. I'm not like, going to follow what it, you got to just go. And then you yeah. figure out, and then when you don't do good, then you go home and go, shit, Louis C.K. might show up tomorrow. Right. That, that's kind of what I was taking from it. I got to, I think it's good. I think just knowing at any minute someone could come in and blow you out, that's not going to happen here. You know what I mean? I go to these shows, someone might get killed or something, but <laughs> right. no one's going to come in and kill in front of me. I, I never have to worry. I can just go, I'll go up here and do my set, and, and I'll get laughs and I'll go home but in LA it's like you get you get blown you, out of the you water bring out your you bring so your you better every and time. I, but yeah. I think you also will step up when someone a lot of comics say when you get in that it's like a fear mode when you get scared that's when you're you'll you'll just if you're a really com a comic will just react on stage and I think that's true too sometimes when I've been backed against the wall that's when some of my best stuff's come out it's just like an instinct to Survival. Yeah, it's just a survival. I mean, so much of stand-up is just survival. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I absolutely agree with you 100%. What's up, Scott? We got a question? Yeah, Andy wants to know, do you change the start of your set if you follow somebody who's bombed? Uh, I mean, I've kind of changed my set in the last, like, six months to just come with my best jokes right off, whether they're good or bombing, just to kind of set the tone. I, I, I mean, I don't know. A lot of times I'll... Talk, I think talking about the fact that someone bombed, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Right, exactly. It's, like, a, it's I, a tough that's thing. That's dicey, yeah. If it's someone I like, if it's me and you and you bomb, I go, You'll bust my balls. Yeah, yeah. Or, or you could, if I bomb, right, you can always make fun of me and just right. kind of be in the moment. That's another right. thing I've been really like, if something happens in the room, like if I sit back and I break this chair. For example, sure. Again. 
and I don't talk about it, the audience is like, you know, and that's what I learned in LA too, like a it's lot a of crazy. It's tension, yeah. you know what I mean? Like if, if the air just got sucked out of the room because someone ate shit, you almost want, it's, it's like, it's like the, you know, a lot of comics, if they tell a joke and it just falls flat, they'll make a com, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll make fun of themselves, like, wow, that was, you know, terrible, whatever. And it kind of lets everybody know, all right, he knows it, we know it, we can laugh, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, I think you have to be in the moment and comp, like I, we did that show in a bank vault and all this weird shit kept happening. And when it happened, I would just talk about it instead of the guy behind me that just plowed through his jokes and the crowd's like, are we how, supposed are you, to pretend? Yeah. how are you not gonna, you know? So if someone yeah. bombs in front of me, I just pick up the, I don't have much energy anyway, but right. maybe touch on it and then just. That's, that's always my move, uh, is I'll come out with a lot more, because I, I, I'm, I'm higher energy when I host than when I middle. I mean, I'm always you know, a little bit on the higher side of energy, but uh, more so when I host. So if, if someone goes up and, and you know, they just kind of suck the, you know, it's almost, I'll come out and almost start out like I'm hosting, you yeah. know what I mean? So I'll hit, the, I'll hit the mic with a little bit more energy, be a little louder, yeah. And then, uh, and then go so from yeah, there. So yeah, I mean the answer. I guess yeah, you. I do change. I guess we do change our set a little. It's yeah. Just energy wise, and you have to do. I think you have to do something. What's up, Scott? Uh, Maya wants to know: Are you more likely to get heckled after a funny comic than when the room is more quiet? That's a good question. Uh, it, it depends. I, I mean, mean, you can't. You can't plan. God, there's no. Real, I wish you could plan for heckling. There's no rhyme or reason. Like, if someone's funny, then they want to. They'll just heckle whenever, honestly. Yeah, because like, <laughs> if someone does really good, people just that heckle just want attention. So if someone else is getting a lot of attention, that's a like a funnier they are. A lot of times they heckle or they want to be a part. They just want to piggyback. Like mm -hmm. sometimes when I'm doing good, someone. I don't will, think that's true. Oh, yeah. Oh, you son up. of a bitch! I knew we'd get heckled today. We yeah, talked we, about it. We <laughs> talked about it. Slap him in the face. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. See, they're just idiots. They just say shit whenever. <laughs> That's, that's a, that was the exact point right there. There's no reason he should have said anything, but they just, that's just what they do. They just, they just pick the most awkward moments to yell out shit, right? Speaking, <laughs> speaking, of, uh, speaking of awkward, and I don't know how the fuck this happened. My fucking ear's doing it again. <laughs> Look at that. How the hell did that happen? Oh, God. I th Must be the lights or something. I think yeah. it's El Nino. Um, it's a very topical hey. joke on my part. I think uh, he has AIDS. <laughs> See? The ear is the first thing. Uh, we, did get, we did get a question. <laughs> AIDS of the ear, that's the worst. Rare. Uh, I heard we had a question from the chat room about if, if I could get another beer. I don't know. <laughs> that, I don't know. You have to ask Scott. But, like let me get his walker. <laughs> <laughs> don't lift that beer on your own, 50-year-old. Get a spotter. I didn't know he was 50. Uh, well, Congrats, I'm not I? saying whether or not I knew. I'm just saying I wasn't going to say anything. I meant to say uh. 65. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, we did get a question uh, from Lefty, who uh, I guess he was watching uh, the Comedy Central, one of the Comedy Central roasts that just came, whatever, mm -hmm. Trump or whatever was just on. And uh, he was saying how he, uh, he used to watch stand-up and, and used to love Jeff Ross as a comic, but now it's almost like he, he almost doesn't do comedy anymore. He's like sort of tailored himself to, to roasting, which is a totally different thing. I mean, you know, from a comic standpoint, it's not, it's not the same at all. Uh, in your opinion, as as uh, as a comic and as someone who knows you know a lot of these comics or at least knows their work, what are your thoughts? Stand up to roasting. Well, I love roasting. Yeah. I mean, I love it. It's, right. it's the funnest night. If you ever get a chance to go to a roast, it's the best. Right. But he's kind of found his niche. Like that's his thing. I mean, I, I don't know. We roast each. That's just what we do all the comics time. Comics break I balls. Mean, that's, that's, like, a, that's a big part. It's just a constant roast, but. I mean, like, I don't know. What, what do you mean? Like, what's better? Or? Yeah. Do you are, like you, are you into it? Are you like, like when you see a guy like you know, uh, like Patton Oswalt or you know, Geraldo just passed, but he used to do the roast. Yeah, all no, the time. I love it. And those are great comics, but they've sort of found their niche, whether it's for a ticket, you know, or a paycheck. I mean, or, yeah. or whatever. Uh, you know, they found their niche doing these roasts. Uh, you know, do you do you, no, do you I, love I, it? I or? love it. I yeah. love it because they. Like when you're on stage in a club, you can't push the envelope. Everyone kind of knows at a roast you can say whatever you want. Yeah. And that's what I really like about roasts is you'll see comics say the most brutal fucking jokes yeah. about people, and it's awesome. Right. And I've been roasted. They roasted me. Um, I got roasted out here. Thank you, sir. There we go. Thanks. And if you can... Be careful. All right. <laughs> um, Better ice that knee. So uh, I love it. Yeah. Like, when, and when I did love you get getting. No, tell me more. I used to host a show out here in open mic and uh, when I was younger and, and the show was always shitty so I would just kind of, after every comic 
went up and bombed, I would just I would just make fun of their sets. Right. So then everyone got mad and they're like, we're gonna roast me, roast Brant or what? How? And uh, so then they just had a roast and they got me good and it was fun. I mean, they said some couple things hurt. But exactly. That, you that's you have I'm, to be. But you can't what, be a pussy about it. But that's what I'm saying. Like you were sitting there and they were breaking your balls. A couple of times, weren't you like, motherfucker, I yeah, would punch yeah. you in the face but, but if I'm, this happens. No, but people, else. there's, the problem with the roast is that there's always fights at roast, because people cross the line, like. All the time, like, right. Like, two of the local comics out here, one of them called the other guy's mom a cunt, which is like, that's Sure, not, that's, like, that you falls know, under the broad category like, of roast, we're like, I guess. whoa, yeah. you can't, I yeah. mean, I, there's supposed to be no rules at a roast, but I feel like there's a little rule, so. Well, there has, there, there almost has to be, but that's the thing. So you have to go in thinking there's literally, there's nothing we can't talk about, or everything's fair game. Yeah, everything is fair game, that's a rule. Right. But you just have to have thick skin, you can't, if you, if you're a pussy, don't, don't sign up for a roast. Yeah, it's. If you can't, if you can dish it out but can't take it, don't do a roast. You know right. what I mean? Right. I love it. I love to watch them. I think they're awesome. It's just kind of like a side. It's like a part of comedy. Just it's like a, a weird little, side show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a spinoff of some kind. Yeah, but Jeffrey Ross is funny. His new stand-up He's a great stand-up. I mean, but he, yeah. he, he's kind of, he wants that to be his niche. To me, it's like, I don't know. It just. But that's what I'm saying. Like, so a guy like Geraldo, who, who, in my opinion, was yeah, probably... Yeah, but Geraldo was a great that's comic. That's what I'm saying. But he was one of the great comics. But there were people that only knew him yeah, yeah, from but that, But that's not his fault that he... Like, Jeffrey Ross... Like, Geraldo's, like, a great comic. Right. Ross's comedy is, a, is not like He's Geraldo. Not yeah. like Geraldo. No. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, but he lot. found his niche, and uh, yeah. I think Jeff Ross just wanted to make money. That's why he's on Dancing with Stars, all that shit. Yeah. He was looking for a niche to find a way to make money. But he's good at it, but yeah. it's still... Even that, if you see that, you think it's like uh, off the cuff, but it's not. I mean, how many times can you call a fat person fat? You know, like, <laughs> right. if it's how a many fat white guy, ways can oh, you, you look like Jared from the Subway commercial. Oh, you look like Ruben Stuttered. Oh, you look like, I don't know, there's no fat Asians. But right, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, if, if had, that, those are yeah. three jokes he would do it's, <laughs> in a row. You know, it's more of a... It's more scripted than people think. I agree. Uh, and uh, and I real quickly before we get to our headliner, I want to sit since we're talking about you know uh, uh, comics and uh, uh, a lot of them that have been on TV. I just want to say that I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, Colin Quinn has a new HBO special. Yeah, I just well, want to give him a plug because oh, yeah. it was it was easily one of the best stand-up specials I've seen in like two or three years. His one-man show thing on yeah, HBO. Exactly. Yeah. So it was kind of one-man showy, and I don't love one-man shows a lot. Like Titus, you know, like he's fine. He's just never really did it for me. When John Leguizamo used to do them, like like they're funny. But there's sort of this other weird thing. Uh, Colin Quinn's uh, one-man show, you know, special on HBO, fantastic. Yeah, well, that's the one that Seinfeld got behind it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. produced it. Uh, you know, if, if you're familiar with, with Colin Quinn's work, so he, he's always kind of been, like, poking fun at, like, uh, the human condition, right? So kind of somewhere between, like, Seinfeld and, like, George Carlin, you know, was, was, was him. And so what he managed to do, and he spent years doing this. Uh, is, is like he took it back through, he basically does a history of the world and shows how the human condition hasn't changed from fucking ancient Greece to today. And it really was just one of the smartest and, and funniest things that I'd seen in a while. So I always said that, you know, if there was something that I loved, I would, I would yeah. tell people to watch it. Just check it out. If, you, if you've not seen it, uh, you know. Yeah, no, I, I have a DVR, I'm going to have to watch it. But yeah, yeah. I'd love to give them good advice on... Uh what to watch. <laughs> and Colin Quinn's also one of those guys. He's just like a comic. I think comic. Colin watches this, so that's good. He that does. You did well, that. you know, it's, we have an agreement. I'm not talking about it. Uh, but yeah, no, he uh, he's also one of those guys that's just like, a, like you look at him, you're like, that's just a comics comic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's been on TV, he's done a billion things, but you know that he's the guy that'll just sit down, have a fucking beer with you, and, uh, and, and you know, it's just going to be fun. So uh, anyway, I agree. Watch it. All right. Enough of our nonsense and plugging people who are not currently in this building. We have a fucking awesome headliner, so let's get to him. All right, so our headliner today, uh, he's, uh, he has a, a very special place in my heart. I really wanted that to sound less gay than it was. Uh, <laughs> he was the first, no, <laughs> the first headliner uh, I ever saw when I started working uh, the, the door at Laughs Comedy Cafe. He was also the first headliner I ever featured for on the road at the Sister Club in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, in addition to starring in my own little memory reel, uh, he, uh, he's also an extremely uh, uh, talented comic, writer, director, um, fucking hypnotist, uh, voiceover talent, improv. I've run out of fingers. It's Don Barnhart, everybody. Yes. What's up, brother? Good to see you again. Hi, yes, right. buddy. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good. 
Uh, and first happy ending, if I remember. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> you never forget Down your on first. Main Street downtown. I think, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Welcome to the show, man. It's Thanks, good to man. see you again. This is awesome, man. Good to yeah, see you. Yeah, it's good to see you. Uh, in case people couldn't tell from, my, from the uh, uh, yeah, my, my <laughs> God forbid we get beer, <laughs> we get sued. Um, so, uh, in case you couldn't tell from the running out of fingers uh, of things that you do, uh, you fucking work hard, man. Like you do a lot of stuff. I am Woody Woodpecker. Right. <laughs> and here's the deal with comedy. Comedy, everybody bitches, oh man, I got no work. Mm -hmm. All right, well, what the fuck are you doing about it? What are you doing on a daily basis to get work or to create work? And most guys are waiting around for the success fairy to come knock on their door. Here you go, here's your sitcom, here's your pilot, here's your holding deal. And I got sitting right here. No, that's not me. I got, <laughs> just kidding. No. I, I, was, I got a story about just early with Don with who Put I. Put the pipe down. Yeah. Who <laughs> I, uh, Don was. Being a Vegas comic was one of the, like you had your story, he was really good to us. I mean, one of my first memories, we went and saw you at the Improv, and then Don took like five of us over to Starbucks and sat and talked to us till three in the morning and uh, gave us a lot of advice that we, we've tried to follow. But. <laughs> but also when I moved here, I went to the local open mics to see who's in town, because as a comic, I always get calls for gigs. So I need somebody to open for me, so I want to know who's in town. and. Or if you need another comic on your show, and that's part of it yeah. is building a fraternity and a network. When I started, it was guys like uh, Seinfeld, George Wallace, um, George Carlin, and they all sat around the round table and hung out with each other, and they all looked out for each other. And now comedy has become such an industry where people are just fucking stabbing you in the back right. to get up, you know. And we've lost that fraternity because everyone's well, what can I get? Everyone shoulder hops. Everyone, right. hey, uh, yeah. who's over there? Hey, right. nobody makes eye contact. Right. So part of it is developing a community that you have people to go to. Like, I just opened up a club now, two, ni two nights ago. Right. And it's the Don Barnhart Comedy Show, right. featuring Don Barnhart. <laughs> you go, well, are you going to put other people on? No, it's not the, let me make your fucking career show. <laughs> Hey, you want to come over and fuck my wife while you're at it? You know? Jeez, it's, it's my show. However, it's also, I'm turning it into a comedy club, a showcase for local comics to get on stage, develop the Vegas community. And also, when I'm not there, because I have to go pay the bills, sure. I got other comics filling in for me. Right. You know? And I think you just went and did the other club I book, right? Were you up there? Did yeah, you? I've been up yeah. there. He, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, I went up there. It was great. A lot of the guys you've taken care of here locally, I like you said, to. we've... Yeah. Uh, Three or four of us have gone up there, and, and uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I also book a club. I don't know if that was in, in one of your fingers. I did not get yeah. there. I booked a club up in I'm Washington. Yeah. But I started as a doorman at a club, uh, Hermosa Beach uh, Comedy Magic Club. I got a right. job as a doorman, and I made myself so invaluable. I'd fucking clean the toilets. I made salsa. Not in the same day. I right, right, exactly. <laughs> it's all yeah. legit. Uh, but, and then uh, I started videotaping the comics. And this was back when videotapes and big thumb buttons, you know, yeah. not this HD floating cameras. And, you know, I got a camera up my ass right now. <laughs> right, right. Um, and uh, Dennis Miller was broke at the time, kind of, you know, just a comic. And he goes, dude, uh, babe, I need somebody to tape my show for me. Saturday Night Live was uh, looking audition. This was before he was hip and cool. He had Anthony uh, Perkins hair. Anthony Perkins, a guy from Psycho. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's he, a good look. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I made his tape. He bought me lunch. And uh, he, the owner of the club at that time goes, "Oh, uh, you're not on the clock for this." I go, "No, I'm just doing him a favor." Because now nah, he ain't funny. Don't waste your time. That <laughs> tape got him Saturday Night Live. He came back to that club, charged him ten grand, and said, "Fuck, fuck, 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 fuck." <laughs> yeah. Why does he swear all the time? Because he can't. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But that's part of it. Is just making it so it's it, we're all a team, man. I'm if I'm headline, I'm only headlining that night. I'm not headlining after the show. After the show, we're all we're all on the same team. Right. You know, we're all comics hanging out or you know whatever, and so we all have to help each other. And that's part of this community. You know, right. that's a well. The, that's the thing I've been telling a lot of comics have asked me about doing stand-up, and I said, well, you're not part of us till you do it. I can't right. I can't help you. Once you do it one time, then you're one of us, and we'll take right. you in and help right, you. But right. if you want to tell me, oh, I'm so funny, I'm going to do great. You do it once, and then you're in. Right. That, that's right. what I always say is the coolest thing. I mean, there is some dickheads in any fraternity, yeah. well, but... Guys are doing coffee shops that call themselves comics. Go fuck off. Right now, if you're watching this, <laughs> eat my taint. There it is. Well, there because, you go. And I mean that in a Christian way, too. <laughs> I really... I want people... I love comedy. I love this business. If yeah. I'm not performing, I'm producing. If I'm not producing, I'm writing, or I'm, I'm creating something else. Right. Because it, you can shotgun it. You can make a career in so many different ways. While you're waiting around for gigs, 
there are only so many clubs you can call. That's why I started writing sketches. That's why I took improv. That's why I got certified as a hypnotist. Right. That's why I started doing other things, making films and then movies and, and producing TV shows because I'm not going to wait around. I'm going to be busy over here. So if you don't like me here, I'll be over here, motherfucker. But, the, the, so, but you got into it for, for stand-up. You've been doing stand-up yeah. you know, over 20 years. And, yeah, right? and, thanks and, for and, bringing that up. Well, but, you're, but you're great at it. I'm new in the business. I've only been here uh, <laughs> but overnight <you're>, sensation. <laughs> but, you're awesome, but you're awesome at it. But like, so was it like out of boredom that you started doing this other stuff? Or did you go into it thinking, I don't care what I'm going to do. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to be an entertainer and I'm going to do whatever I can to a be A little an both. Okay. A little both because um, why you're, you can only write so many jokes. You can sit there, yeah, oh, do you write every day? Yeah, you write four hours a day. No, you're not. No, you're not. You smoke pot, right. you watch cartoons, right. you uh, watch porn on the internet. Oh my God, Grant's right there. <laughs> That's what everyone does, it's not me, it's what every comic does. That's what you, you sit in a hotel right. room and there's, there's nothing you, else to do. You take a nap, it's, you it's recharge, easy to, you watch easy porn to not on the internet. motivated though. It's like it, the lifestyle lends itself to being completely lazy and unmotivated. Listen, if comics had a business sense, they wouldn't be comics. <laughs> True. And this goes back uh, to those guys going, oh, uh, I can't, uh, I'm not making enough money. Get a fucking job. <laughs> right. Because you need stage time to get good in order to go demand the money that you deserve. And this is what most comics, you know, oh, but, uh, I should be headlining. And I had a fight with another comic, a friend of mine. It's a great, uh, little, uh, again, how friends can turn yeah, on you yeah. in this business. I booked him. I took him on some tours. That's great. And then uh, I booked him on a few gigs. And now, I, I, dude, I got a headline. It ain't worth it to me not to. I go, well, the fucking line starts right there. Right. Because there are 30 comics in front of you that I know off the top of my head that are solid headliners. Well, but I need to make more money. Well, then get a fucking job. Right. Or go get so good, I have to move you up. Nobody's in this business to go, dude, I'm here to fuck you over. I want to repress you. <laughs> no, if you're awesome. I want you to fucking go showcase and kick ass so I can make money. Yeah, make me it. money. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the advice yeah. that I'm sure you'll agree. Everyone always says, like, when you need an agent, it'll get you. Or when you need a headline, they'll tell you. You don't need to tell people. Just the fact he said, I'm, I'm ready to yeah. headline. That's not how it works. Yeah. yeah. And the, uh, old club owners told me once, he goes, I'll get you on the way up or I'll get you on the way down. Either way, I'm going to get you. It doesn't matter yeah. to me because most clubs don't pay a lot. Yeah. You use that as a stepping stone to the other gigs. And this is what that guy said to me, too. He goes, listen, I want the best comic. So when I want you to headline, and then, let me backtrack. There's a comic friend of mine. He's, Dude, I got a fucking headline. I got a headline. And he's such an asshole, and, uh, but good-hearted. Yeah. But he's so aggressive. <laughs> I know. It's a good-hearted asshole. The duplicity of, yeah. of uh, bipolarness right. is uh, he always pushes to get a gig. So they give them a gig, but they put them under the magnifying glass. Because clubs are, all right, I'll fucking book you. And then they go, no, you suck. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Now, the guy that the club goes, you know what, Brian? You're ready, man. I, you know what? I'm going to give you a shot. I know you can do it. And if you go up and have a bad show, the club goes, no, no, no. He's funny. That crowd sucked. Yeah. I know you're right. funny. Right. So those are the places you want to move up. Point. Yeah, it's a great yeah. It's really hard because we're so ego-driven. We get into this because we want to be loved. Oh, please, uh, look at me, love me, ha, ha, I'm so funny. And then you become a craftsman, and then you become an artist, and you do it because you love doing it, and hopefully you make a good living doing it. Yeah. You know? But being, and I, being humble is the only way to be. I tell every, just be humble, man. Don't, because too many comics, and I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about, and that was the biggest thing. You don't compete against each other. That, I, that's the biggest thing I say. No. It's not... If I do good, then I could maybe help you do good, and then you could help him do good. But if you do good, I shouldn't be mad at you for doing good. Right. I should be like, right. that, that's the it's biggest like what thing. We were, it's like what we were talking about earlier, being afraid to, you know, oh, oh is that guy too good, I can't follow him. Dude, your, your act is your act. Stop, pretend, stop you know, predicating your act on what other people are doing. Right. Write your jokes and tell your jokes. You don't think your jokes right. are funny enough? Get funnier. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's all you can do. First guy I had to showcase uh, at the improv for Bud Friedman. I'm waiting to go on. Uh, I got 12 minutes of material if I work the crowd, you know. Right, yeah. And uh, I'm waiting to go on. Oh, George Wallace comes in. And this is back in the 80s. So George goes on, destroy, standing room only, <laughs> standing ovation, 30 minutes. Ah! He comes off, and I'm standing there like, ah. right, right. And he looks at me and goes, they're not putting you on now. And I go, uh-huh. Yeah. And I go up there, and I fucking tank it. I left my body. The yeah. only laugh I hear is the back of the room, my dad howling. Right. Because I'm dying. Right, sure. Flop, sweat, <laughs> I leave my body. Eight minutes, I'm done. I'm fucking, so don't forget the desserts are good. <laughs> I get off, tears are welling up, and Wallace said the best thing. He goes, this is the best thing that ever happened to you. You're either yeah. going to get so good, this will never happen again, or you're going to quit now and save yourself a lifetime of pain and agony. Yeah. Three months later, I go back in there, my fucking ball's in my hand. All right, I'm ready to go. 
They put me on, Seinfeld walks in to do a guest set. <laughs> Did I kill? No. Yeah. But I held my own. Right. And I didn't die. Right. And Bud goes, all right, you're in. You know? Yeah. And that's all it is, is you can't worry. It's like golf. You can never perfect this game. You can just get better. Yeah. Right. Marty Allen's like 340 years old or something right. now. Hey, hello there. Good hello Friday. there. <laughs> And he still works at cruise ships, and he kills. Right. You know, and he fucks up a joke. Ah, I fucked the joke up. I forgot how it went there. Yeah. <laughs> and that's part of the fraternity thing, too. Then yeah. you earn respect. Like, any of these comics that come to show, I'm not doing this show. It's shitty. Well, then you shouldn't be a comic. Right. right. As you do these shows, uh, that's how you get in with us. Because, yeah, we don't want to do these shows either. But you, you just do them. It's, if you love this, they'll, <laughs> let, if they'll give you a mic. You do it. And right. you eat shit. And you learn from each time you eat. You learn more eating shit, yeah. I think, than crushing. Who cares? You can. Right. You learn more. You learn what not to yeah. do. You, there's no way to write a perfect joke. The only way to do it is get on stage. And that's yeah. what we were talking about before in, right. what, Tucson, right? Yeah. That's what, and you're like, I'm going to go to New York. I'm like, all right, well, fuck see it. you later. Call me when you get there. <laughs> you know, everybody, oh, yeah, all right, we'll see what happens. You're exactly right, yeah. And when I lived in L.A., people go, oh, I'm coming to L.A. Well, let me alert the media. <laughs> wow, one more comic. <laughs> Can I get stage time? Nope. Line uh, starts right fucking wah, wah. there. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I'm doing in Vegas here with this show at the Clarion Hotel. It's the old Debbie Reynolds Theater. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's set up for comedy. It's the greatest sound system but I'm trying to get two guest sets tonight to make it a home. Forget the open mics. I don't want comics. You don't need to go to a bar and get yelled at. Hey, fuck you, suck my dick, motherfucker. I want a place that comics come in. Like we were, a couple guys drop in from LA the other night, you know, and just work out. Hey, pop in. It's a home for comedy. But is it hard though? Because now, now you're a, you know, you're a comic, but you're also now you're running a business. So right. is that is that hard? Like to, to balance that? Like you know, so so maybe three guys show up, and the comic in you just wants to, yeah, absolutely. But the businessman's like. Fuck, I don't know if you're any good. I don't want to, you know, fuck it's, up my show. No, it's uh, it's a business. So yeah. call me a week before, I'll schedule you. If you drop in, okay, if, if uh, Leno pops in and wants to do 10 minutes, yeah, guess what, Brian? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you, yeah. Know, uh, yeah. you know, go yeah. fucking park the car. Right. But for the most part, I'm trying to make it uh, a home for comics. So two comics a night. I don't want 10 comics a night. Yeah. So no, you don't get to do it. If you're not business savvy, you go, hey, dude, I'm in town. Oh, cool. All right, I can put you in on Tuesday. It's a business, right? You know, and I have a wife who runs a business, so right. <laughs> <laughs> hands clean. We got a question, yeah. Scott? Yeah, Andy wants to know how long has Don been producing his own shows? Uh, Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> That's just this show, dude. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, gosh, uh, I've again. This is one of those things that I've always tried to. If there's not work, you create work. You know, if there's no stage, if you live in Tulsa and there's no comedy club because it shut down because a guy fucking eight balling all day. Go make your own yeah. place. Start a, start a room. Yeah. Um, we shot, my wife and I, she produced the show with me called the Freedom of Speech Comedy Show a few years ago, seven years ago now. Uh, just the best comics I could find. We did it at the Ice House in Pasadena, and then we shot a few episodes up here, uh, and we paid out of pocket to try and get a show out there. So, God, 20 years I've been producing shows. Don't you think, we always talk about this on the show, producing your own show is the best way, if you can do it, is the best way to do it. Yeah, you should learn the business. Because most comics are retarded. (laughs) And again, they just, they're the laziest people. And and there's a reason, that's why we are dysfunctional, that's why we can get on stage and make people laugh. Because there's something broken, but yeah, that broken part also prevents us from being good at other things. That chip is gone. (laughs) Right, yeah. yeah. uh, But it also makes you not so good at business. That's why comics don't save their money. They don't invest their money. They, woo, I'm going to wait for the, I'll spend it because I know I'm going to be rich tomorrow, man. (laughs) Right, yeah. And, you know, we're like guitar players. Get a girlfriend and get a ride. (laughs) (laughs) So you... That's funny. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you, uh, so you're producing your own show, but I mean, you've also pr- written and produced your uh, your own movie. I did, right? yeah. Uh, which th- that's, I guess, that's the, the part that's hard for me is you managed to to do stand up throughout. Like all these other things that you've done, stand up right. is the common thread. So you've done stand up throughout, and you've managed to stay good and get better while still branching out and doing all this other stuff. That doesn't pull your creativity in other directions. Do you have to like quit stand up for a while to write a movie? Or? No, that's that. If anything, that's a synergy. It makes you better. Because if you learn to act, or if you take improv, I went to Second City also while I was doing stand-up, and you learn everything makes you better. So you become overall not just a one-trick pony. You know, most comics go into auditions, they can't act to save their life. Because they're always, hey, there's the camera, the camera is right here to right here. 
And if I'm look at that, I didn't even look at the camera, and that's my shot. <laughs> exactly. I know where the camera is all the time. Right. But most customers go, hey, Brian, how's it going? Hey, what's up, Brian? Right. Hey, good right. to see you, man. Hey, hey, hey. Look. Where are you from? Yeah. <laughs> and, and the cameraman's going, nah, fuck this, go wide and cut it. Yeah. You lose your close up. So you have to learn all these skills. Right. And I started writing a film. I was taking a writing class, just something to do while I was on the road instead of get high and chase girls. Right. You know, uh, I, I've been with my wife now almost 11 years. So part of that is using my time wisely. So here's a writing class. Take a little thing. That sketch became a film. I go, you know what? I really want to try and do this. And we tried to sell it. It's called China Dolls, ChinaDollsMovie.com, um, <laughs> about hot Asian chicks in the massage industry. Yeah. Uh, write what you it's know. Good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> and then uh, I go, you know, I want to do this film. She goes, well, all right, let's go for it. Have you ever done a film? I go, no. Right. She goes, do you know what you're doing? I go, no. But that's how you learn. Yeah, you, you try. Learn on the fly. And you learn what not to do. And it was a disaster. And then we moved up to Vegas. We were one scene away from being done. Our lead actor got sick, so we said, let's just shut down for a while. We moved to Vegas. We need to do one scene. Two, two comics are in the film. They're flaky. They went, oh, I don't know, man, maybe I'll get up there. I go, dude, I need one scene. I'll fly you into Vegas. I just need to shoot the last scene. Right. Uh, fuck off. So right. we gutted the film. We started all over again. We reshot in Vegas, finished the film, cast it with different people, and, and we got it done. Yeah. And we made our money back the first year with self-distribution on Amazon, downloads. Right. And everybody went, oh, you can't do that. Yeah, did I can. Yeah, did yeah, yeah. I don't need permission. I don't right. need to ask permission. And most people in this industry are waiting around yeah. looking for someone to hire them. All right, well, in Vegas, there are three main clubs. And when I met you, when I came to Vegas, you guys, everybody talked about how they don't use Vegas comics. Everything's booked out of LA. The improv's booked from the guy yeah. out there. And, uh, the other club's booked uh, from somebody else from the East Coast. Well, then make your own club. Start your own venue and show them why they are missing, show them what you're missing out on. Especially really. now. Like, two, we're talking 2011. Nothing yeah. works the way it used to work. Yeah. You know, no one's going to come hand you a development deal anymore. Yeah. No one's going you know, no to you know, say, oh, I saw your script. It's fantastic, kid. Let's make this movie. Right. Like, that shit <laughs> happens to, like, 0.1% right. of the people. Again, you've got to make, you've got to make it. I happen. could be doing The Tonight Show, but I'm here with you guys because right. this has <laughs> a better... <laughs> A better audience, a more connectedness, a closeness to the audience. These are the fans. Literally, they're sitting right there. I Literally, think is what you mean? Yeah, right there. Uh, we're all gonna go home and YouTube this. <laughs> right. And we're gonna tag it and we're gonna poke each other. See? Uh, it's funny. I, and I, then a dynasty is and built. Then, and you know what? This is how it starts. Right. But truly, this is how it starts. Right. Um, I do a lot of cruise ships, so we started this show over the Clarion. I've got free passes, so I'm on a cruise ship. I'm giving out passes. Here, when you come to Vegas, look me up. Right. We got people from Phoenix that saw me on a cruise ship three weeks ago in Ensenada. They called me up. They go, yeah, I'm calling for the Don Barnhart show. I'd like to reserve a table. I got a free ticket. I go, well, this is Don Barnhart. Yeah. And they really? You're answering what? the phone? Yeah. I go, yeah, because it's yeah. a small business. Right. But we're accessible. And that, people love to support that. People love the underdog. That's why YouTube is so popular right now. You know, it's, everything's so contrived and so packaged. Last comic standing is last comic casting. Right. It's yeah. not about yeah. who's funniest, yeah. it's right. about yeah. what they can package. And anybody thinks differently is fooling themselves. Reality shows aren't real. Right. And this is why I left LA, was all the auditions, the last eight out of 10 auditions I had before I moved to Vegas seven years ago, were for non-recognizable actors to play non-actors in a reality-based series with improv experience so you can go in and go, wow, dude, you fucking stole my bananas, this is bullshit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And that's all it is. And they, they ask you to be hmm. extreme, right. you know? And that's, that's just boring. Yeah. We got another question, Scott? Yeah. yeah, Bill G wants to know, what made Don decide to focus on comedy versus hypnosis uh, for his new show? Uh, that's a good question, because there's a hypnosis act in the theater right next to ours. Oh. <laughs> well, that'll do it. So uh, the, one of the biggest questions I get, do you like comedy or hypnosis? What do you like better? I like entertaining people in a comedy setting. So people go, well, what about prop comedy, man? We all, guitar comedy, it's all comedy entertainment. When I started out, stand-up, uh, well, you're sitting down, that's not stand-up, you need to do monology. 
Yeah. Fuck it, man. It's it's entertainment. Whatever you do, if I could sing and dance, I'd be singing and dancing. Yeah. You know, if I was a little bit cuter, I'd be uh, you know acting more. You know, but I'm not. This is what I do. Hypnosis is fun because it lets me take my second city improv skills and my stand up, and I let people get to enjoy how fun it is. How high are you when you get off stage? Yes, you have it's a good the greatest feeling yeah, in the world. Yeah. That's a fucking hard on. It's why you do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's or, why you do it you know, once exactly. and you're hooked. You know. yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever it is for you. you know, sure. yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so to do hypnosis, I bring people on. And, and my hypnosis show is a little bit different. I don't embarrass people. I don't make grandma hump a stool. I'm, I'm doing more improv games because I want people to, to, to get that rush that I do. And I love it, man. I love yeah. being able to orchestrate it. And one of the things with my new show in, here in Vegas, uh, the Don Barnhart Show at the Clarion Hotel, donbarnhart.com. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it for you. There I, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was going <laughs> to. Um, uh, my goal is to uh, eventually I will go out and open the show, sort of like what Conan does. I'll have a guest comic, guest right. comic, a headliner. Then we'll do a sketch, maybe some improv, and have a full show. Tape the show and start putting it on TV. Again, not just doing a comedy show. I'm trying to do things. Uh, there's always something right. else. But see, and that's the thing. So, so now you're, you know, however many years, uh, you know, down from when you started, and like all these little bits uh, of things that you've learned, you know, to kill time on the road, right. suddenly are sort of like connecting in, into, right. into, into a show. So yeah. So now you have elements of improv. You, you know, you're, you're writing sketches. You're, you're doing stand-up, and you're doing hypnosis. So there's like sort of no wasted time, kind of. You try. And you're a yeah. promotion machine. Right. Which is another thing I would. Yeah. I always respect like you promote, which is another thing that's so key to. Uh, you have. It's to. almost you have, Yeah. I mean, it really. If is. you don't market yourself, nobody else is going no, to. I, I always, I agree, and I, I tell comics all the time, you gotta, if you want people to come, what do you? How are they gonna find it if you don't put it for? Right. Them? Again, if you build it, they will come. But you have to let them know where it's yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. And you guys, again, we talked about this on the road. You know, did we go out and get high and chase girls? Right now. I mean, they were chasing us. I mean, look at it. I mean, the two of us. Come on. Listen. Plus, plus, Walt Maxim was opening. It was, yeah. uh, it was that was a motley crew of comics. We, uh, we were not, Walt, we were not the best. We were not the best looking group. Yeah. Uh, but we're funny. Yeah. And that's, that's all that matters. See? So again, but we were talking about the business. You're talking about. I want to go to LA. I want to go to New York. I want to do something. Yeah. I got to move out of right. this area because that circle was so small. There's one club and there's no other way. Right. And you were talking about filmmaking and getting into production and right. you wanted to be a sportscaster or something. You yeah, did that for a while. It. Well, whatever. It didn't work out. It's cool. But you <laughs> did it. And yeah. somebody asked me when I, they go, well, you're going to open your show in Vegas. What if it fails, man? Yeah. yeah. What if nobody shows up and you close the first month? Okay, so what? I right. tried. You never know. Fuck yeah. you. Where's right. your show? Where did <laughs> right. you? Yeah, yeah, no, that's, I, that's awesome. Yeah. Maybe people it, have a ton of advice. That I get that all the time yeah. when people are like, "Ah, oh, do this or that." I said, "Let me tell you something. Write one fucking joke for me. Just one joke I can be proud of, yeah. and I'll tell on stage." I've told that to 20 people. You know how many jokes I've got? Zero, because <laughs> they're all pussies. You got to go for it. it. It breaks my heart. You know, it really breaks my heart because this business is so supportive of people. When you when you get that group of people and you just keep stacking on top of each other, it's it's endless. You can go anywhere with this, and. Again, my wife said, well, what if the movie fails? Then I learned how not to make a film. Yeah, right. And even if it's the biggest piece of crap in the, ever, I did it. And now I can go and get better and get better. Open mics, when comics ask me, well, I want to get into comedy, go to open mic. Yeah. Don't even get on stage. Go watch how bad <laughs> right. they are. Right. One guy might be funny. You might get a guest set. You might pop in. So you see somebody who's actually doing comedy. Most people suck. And that's how I did. I go, wow, I could be that bad. Yeah. I right. could go get a Friars book and do a joke joke and at least be better than those morons. Right. Right. And then you do it and you do a couple jokes and you develop your style and your voice and all the things and you start writing original and then next thing you know, you're doing, you're doing comedy. Right. Uh, go, I got to go back. You said uh, guys that uh, do comedy, the coffee shop people in L.A. that do comedy. Right, right, right. In L.A., a lot of times, well, oh, you're a road comic? You're a hack. You're on the road. I'm here to entertain people. The right. audience pays your bill. The audience is a person that ultimately says whether you're funny or not. Yeah. Whether it's Carrot Top or whether it's Shucky Ducky, it's the audience likes it. You know, people that play the back of the room, oh, well, my comic buddies think I'm funny. Yeah, but you know what? They're broke. Yeah, they're broke yeah. too. Sorry. So, yeah. And really, are they laughing at you or with you? Yeah. Are you that brilliant because you're pissing off the crowd? Or are they laughing because, yeah, you're tanking up there, and secretly they're going, you know what? You're fucking out of the way. Now that line is shorter for me. Yeah. 
And, no. and at the end game, it's this comedy survivor. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to go up there and lay up in front of you. I'm going to go do my best set. Right. You're going to do your best set. You know, and that's what this is all about. So those guys in the back of the room, uh, you're, you're too generic. Hey, you know what? My relationship joke is my relationship joke. It's true for me. It's only generic if you're doing it too. Right. So. Why am I nervous now? Like, I feel like, a, I feel like very threatened. I feel like very, like you're, like you're yelling at me. You're no, like, I know no. what you were doing, fucker. Not you. Wow. <laughs> no, I know you're saying. Uh, so go ahead. Well, I was just guilt, say that's guilt. another yeah. thing. Like, w w that's the exact point when comics are bitching about who's on stage. It goes, who cares what you like? You see the booker back there watching all these right. people laugh? Yeah. That's all they care Dude. about. If you don't make these guys laugh, the booker doesn't give a fuck how original exactly. you are. Yeah, you're not I'm not genius. saying be, yeah. I mean, yeah. you'd be yourself, but it's not, like, playing in the back room, that's a great yeah. point. People are like, yeah. don't make me laugh. I can do nothing for you. you <laughs> know? Bookers are evil, though. Well, Bookers yeah, yeah. Bookers are evil. Yeah, that's yeah. for you. Now, well, <laughs> again, I'm the enemy. If I'm booking a room, I'm the enemy, but I'm also a comic, so I also want the best show. Right. So I'm not going to fucking hold anybody back. If I make money, you're going to make money at the end of the day because I'm honest. I've never stolen. I've never stabbed anyone in the back. I could have sucked the dick and been a lot further along in this business. I chose not to. So my <laughs> career is this. I have a follow-up question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that follow-up question is if you're going to suck a dick, start at the top. Yeah. <laughs> Don't start at craft services or the caterers. Start with Spielberg or Lucas, right. someone that could do something for your career. Because otherwise, you're just no a menial dicks. <laughs> you got to get a, a resume with each cop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this hypnosis, uh, the hypnosis thing, um, because I'm sort of fascinated how you made the switch. And I was actually I was into, so I was talking to Gary Bynum, who of course yeah, you know yeah. very well. And we were talking uh, we were talking about the, the hypnosis thing. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I've been, uh, you know, I, I saw Don recently, but I, I didn't get a chance to talk to him about it, uh, you know, about how he kind of did it. And, and he's like, I've been doing stand-up for 20 years. Probably just got bored doing stand-up, so decided to try something else. Which you know how Bynum says things. Yeah. And he just said, he's like, this is the way it is, so right. I don't bother. But it. he's another, uh, going back, this kind of ties into what you're saying about comedy yeah. clubs and bookers. Bynum, this great booker, very honest with you. He goes, great businessman. One comics of the best come out and go, hey, are you gonna watch my set? He goes, you want me to book you? He goes, <laughs> he goes, he he's so, comics. he's so yeah. jaded. He goes, yeah. I know you do well. Don't make me watch your set because yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm gonna judge you. Yeah. He goes, I know you do well. I'm not here to judge because I'm yeah. jaded and bitter. I, I just don't, yeah. you know, I've seen it all. I got into hypnosis 25 years ago oh, wow. just to get over my own personal addictions, stage fright, nervousness, um, negative thinking. And, excuse me, uh, this water, <laughs> a little more potent than I had thought. Um, it was just self-help. I started going and, and getting into stuff. I was hanging out at the beach, getting high way too much, surfing every day. I was going nowhere. I went to join the military. They were closed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they were still operating. The, the recruiter was closed. Uh, and I'm skateboarding home. I got a job at a comedy club as a doorman. And that's how all this changed. I go, I got to do something with my life, man. And I went to a bookstore. I couldn't even afford a book. So I just sit there and kind of read and flip through it. And I started, oh, self-hypnosis, relaxation, meditation. And I started learning about myself to empower myself instead of self-destruct, as most people around me were doing. All my guy, my buddies were getting high and just vegging out, going nowhere. Uh, well, fuck, I got to do something, man. I got yeah. to go somewhere. And I found positive addiction. Hypnosis became a, a way of life. We do it every day. You hypnotize yourself. You get in a trance. You play video games. You're in a trance. Mm. So you can either fill that void with positive, energizing things, or you can self-destruct and go the other way. You know, you're driving home from work. You pass your exit, and you realize three miles behind you is where you live. You were in a natural trance, <laughs> and that's all it is. Yeah. You just now have to tap in and empower yourself. Tony Robbins, all those things, all those positive thinking things add up. So you can either book. This business is negative. It will eat you away, and right. that's another reason yeah, I got yeah, into it, yeah. to fight the power, um, <laughs> literally. But they will get you down, and, and there's a club owner said, I'll never compliment a comic because he'll ask for a raise. So if you have people like that, then you need to take a step back and make sure you're strong enough to deal with the rejection. Yeah. It's not personal. Right. If I say, you know what, you're not right for the room, it doesn't right. mean you're not a great comic. Right. You're just not right for the biker bar that I'm booking. Right. 
Yeah, no, which actually probably very popular. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Look, uh, before we go, I gotta get I gotta get a, a hell gig out of you before we go. But really quickly, let me let me plug. Yeah. Let, let's plug the room one more time. The Don Barnhart Comedy Show uh, at the Clarion Hotel here in Las Vegas. In fact, come see a taping of Awkward Silence and then go to the Don Barnhart Show. I tell you what, if you uh, Tuesday through Sundays at eight thirty, you mention Awkward Silence, we'll put you on the guest list. There it is. That's how easy that is, everybody. $29 tickets for free, and yeah. you just have to pay the $5 service tax that people in Vegas got to pay. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. It's not hey, you. Hey, hey. I don't know nothing about nothing, but somebody's <laughs> got to pay the tax. <laughs> awesome. So go see it, whether it's stand-up or, or, or hypnosis. It's, uh, it's going to be fun, man. It's, be awesome. it's a good show. I'd love show. you guys to come down and do a set. We'd love to. Absolutely. Uh, 8.30 and uh, you, 10 minutes? Yeah. I'll, you guys want to come down? Sure. <laughs> got nothing going on. I got tonight and tomorrow open. Uh, cool. Uh, well, there it is. Uh, I've apparently got just, just got some work. So we're all done. Uh, no, uh, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. You've, uh, you've been too positive. Uh, so let's, let's talk about Hellgate. Give me one of your worst shows ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. Uh, they're good hell gigs and bad hell gigs. Nudist Colony, they asked me to keep my clothes on. Are you serious? Or I, I was, yeah, wow. yeah. Do it a show. I go, do we have to? They go, no, no, just do your thing. We're just nudists. And there's an old saying, when you're nervous, you're supposed to picture the crowd yeah. in their underwear. I was. Right. Literally, I'm, I'm, I'm putting clothes on them because the dude's sitting there with his, you know. Um, I uh, did a, God, there's so many. Uh, I, I've repressed those memories with all my positive thinking. Right. Um, I'm sure my wife has so many that she could tell me about. Uh, private parties are the worst because people think they're in charge. Yeah. Uh, I did a yeah. deaf show for all hearing impaired. I had no idea. <laughs> and I'm doing my jokes, and I get nothing. So she's interpreting over here. She's getting the laughs, and I'm getting pissed because it's my act. <laughs> so who's this hack over here? Right? Yeah, I go super califragilisticexpialidocious. She flips me off. <laughs> I do a joke about oral sex. She goes, uh, uh. I'm like that first deaf guy must have been huge. <laughs> All right, look, it's Don Vardot, everybody. Go see his show. Thank it's awesome. Man. Thank you for being here, brother. Go to the website, and uh, and that's it. We'll see you next week. Awkward silence. Goodbye.